Diana just showed me something in the book. I'm going to have her read it, and we're going to start off with that. The next two weeks, we're going to we're shift into the brain. We just spent four weeks on subconscious. We've got a long way to go until we're done, but she just saw something in the subconscious brain that's, that works pretty good. Read that for me. Read that for us. Diana? This is, if you're in this book, in this, yeah, in this one, it's on the last page, page 238. It's the very last two sentences. It says, faith and fear make poor bedfellows. Where one is found, the other cannot exist. So let's jump on that real quick because it ties very well into what we're getting ready to talk about here in a subsequent chapter. Read that one more time, Deanna, for cohesion and for the people logging in right now. On the last page of the subconscious mind, if you're in this book, it's page 238. It's the last two sentences, and they read, faith and fear make poor bedfellows. Where one is found, the other cannot exist. Faith and fear cannot exist together. Someone give me some feedback. Let me hear. Let's, let's take this place. I think it's... Okay, Pam Noah first, Grace Sandals second. Okay. I think what it's talking no, about, that faith, um, the fear is imaginary. It doesn't exist. And, and that if you have faith, then you know that it doesn't, it doesn't exist. And so maybe it can't, it can't be, it occupy the same space. Faith um, says, you know, that you're dealing with reality where the, the fear is, I don't know, unnatural. And maybe I'm kind of wrong. I don't understand. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't have it wrong. Fear is quite unnatural. And it's quite natural at the same time. It just depends on what you're, how we're defining fear. So I'll break that down because that was that's pretty good that you brought it up. But yes, everything else you said, everything you said, is fine. Like you're not off base at all. Just remind me to break down fear. Okay. Grace. Can you hear me? Yes. Well, when it says where one exists, the other cannot. Where one is found, the other cannot exist. Well, if I have faith, I'm not fearful. But if I'm scared, ain't no faith because I'm scared. Um, my mom would tell me all the time, I would call her from school, Texas A&M, any time I had a test. And a test was coming up. And I was like, man, mom, I've been studying, but I'm just nervous about it because I always got nervous to take a test. And she said, now, look, you can either do one or two things. You can either pray or you can worry. Now, if you're going to pray, ain't no need to worry. But if you're going to worry, you don't need to pray. So faith and fear, you know, I can't, I can't be faithful. If I can say, you know what, this is going to happen for me. There's no fear in that. But if I said, man, you know what, oh, I sure hope this happens. There's no faith. All right, that's good stuff. I need, I need the old church folks to say something right here. I need somebody with some pedigree. Long, long time. You've been Christian longer than I've been born or something. I need somebody to say something. Cause that, come on, somebody, because she said, oh, grace. What was that you said? If you don't, would you say say it again? So say say what your mama said. That's 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 way back there with the tree. <laughs> she said, 
you go you can either do one or two things. You can either pray or you can worry. Now if you're gonna pray, ain't no need of you worrying. But if you're gonna worry, ain't no need of you praying. I need some I need some old for come on, come on. I'm too young. I need somebody perfect perfect love. Come on, go ahead. Perfect love casts out all fear. Look at it. Perfect love casts out all fear. I like it. I like it. Who else? Well, this is a perfect place well, where we're going. I, I would mm-hmm. say... Um, well, since you're a preacher, you're old enough. But you're young. Yeah, you're too well, young to come behind <laughs> that. But you're a, you're, a, you're a pastor, so it makes you a little older. Go ahead. Well, I'll say it in a manner in which you taught me. You can't be saved and sad. You, you can't... You can't operate in negative energy and positive energy at the same time. There's nothing positive about fear. Everything is positive about faith. You can't put no negative connotation on faith. But all Mm. negative connotation is on fear. And when you put the two together, all you're doing is putting yourself in a state of insanity because it's a big old contradiction. Faith Mm -hmm. and fear cannot operate in the same place it's it's literally Mm. impossible you gotta choose ye this day on what you're gonna operate in you gonna operate in fear or you gonna operate in faith sounds good to me i sure appreciate you that pastor chantel do me a favor unmute your mic everything everything every everything in my bone is telling me to call chantel okay okay hey I got a little flu. You got a little flu? Yeah. Are you can are you like internet contagious? Are you gonna, oh, no, you gonna get us all sick with the radio waves? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Nothing much. If you're gonna worry, don't pray. If you're gonna pray, don't worry. Or however Grace said it. And faith and fear can't exist at the same time. Let me hear something from you. Well, I know I remember like a couple years ago, I was driving past the church and on the whiteboard, billboard thing said, worrying is like a rocking chair. You go back and forth, but you get nowhere with it. So when I hear worry, I think of that. And I remember seeing that and it, just was like oh wow that makes a lot of sense but i think for me when it comes to faith and worrying it's it's difficult this it's hard to do it definitely takes practice to uh especially me like being in it i was grew up in and out of faith in and out of the church not too much um i've spoken to many people who grew up more in the church and have more faith than i do because of growing up and believing in that higher power so for me it's been difficult to kind of let go and let leave it up to to God period so I mean when I think it is I think it's it's true it's definitely true but it's a difficult thing to do fair enough fair enough we will receive it it's a difficult thing to do the the judges have logged that and the jury have also heard it and we're going to talk about that here for a little bit. Let's define fear real quick. Actually, no, no, let me back up. Who else? So, 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 someone give me, come on, Jerome. You old enough. You old enough. Give it to me. 
Faith. Uh, I need some age on this one. Go ahead. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence oh, look at of things not seen. <laughs> Come look through, Jerome. Come through, sir. Look at and, you. You know, you, you know, you done bought you a crowd. Well, um, and be and be as you, you, you couldn't resist it, Mr. Antonio T. Smith. Um, as as I like to age myself, um, I've been around the most of the folks on the call, and there was it was probably maybe, maybe six months ago. Um, I had a conversation, Mr. Smith, with you and with Tempest, and it had to do with the mantra, no one suffers alone. And I shared some information with you guys that pertained to what I was going through. And it's along the same lines of what we're talking about right now, that faith and that fear. And when I shared this critical information that was going on, the response from both of you were, we didn't know that was happening. We didn't know that was going on. And basically within I said, they weren't supposed because I was relying on my faith to carry me through and not the fear that can come from the uncertainty of everything that was going on around me. And I said, you know what? Mm, I'm not dwelling in that. I'm walking in the faith that has got me to these years of where I'm at right now, and it's going to take me to the end. And guess what? I'm still there. As a matter of fact, some things have gotten worse. But as I like to tell my pastor, God has gotten better. Hello. Come on now. <laughs> I can dig it. I can dig it. That was good. Brian, I can tell you right now, Brian stole that. I promise you he did. You know it. I promise you oh, he you stole know it. it. That was it. That's it. One one thing I know about preachers, they steal. They always looking for a sermon. I'm gonna I'm I'm give, give you their. credit though, Jerome. I'm gonna give you credit. Okay, there one you time. go. There you go. First, time. Always, one time. first time. Always looking for a sermon. He got him one. He got him one. All right, let's let's let's. It's so much to address here, and it's so many different places to go as well. I need to define fear. But now I see I need to define faith as well. Let's start with fear because it's easier because it's it is one of those intellectual things no one's going to resist. Almost said Pearl. Pam. <laughs> yeah, Pearl, way back there, huh? Pam said that or she was talking about fear and how, you know, but fear is not natural well it is and it's not it just depends on how we're using fear if we're talking about the spirit of fear as what you all say or understand i should say it's not natural if you're talking about the two basic fears that people are born with one of those being the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises is the other, those are natural. Okay. Watch that process is for me. The fear of falling, uh, you ever had a dream that you was falling and jumped up? Yes. Am, am I in the right? Am I talking to the right crowd? Okay. Yes. Last night. Yes. yes. Let me tell you, let me tell you, last night, almost got me last night. I had a dream, dream, 
in my dream, I was using the restroom. <laughs> then I woke up and realized I was not on the rest, not in the restroom. Oh, that's a close almost, call, sir. Oh, that's a close I almost call. Adulted, I almost adulted wrongly. You understand? The, the subconscious can't tell the difference. You understand? Okay. It, you can't, you can't, can't tell. I was literally using the restroom, and I was not using the restroom. I had to jump up at four in the morning and take care of that because my subconscious was like, bro, get up. <laughs> you understand? That's one of those natural things that just comes, right? Fear in its natural state is the fear of falling, the fear of loud noises. Now, if you ain't, baby. No, no, you got to say it. You got to say it. Now, come on now. If you think about it, hold the baby. Oh, okay. Sorry. Hold the baby. And just say it and stand up while you're holding them. If you notice, they will hold on to your sleeve so tight. And they're babies and they already have that instinct that uh, the, of what Antonio is talking about with the fear of falling. That's what I'm saying. Now, fear used to be natural when human beings were living with large animals and spiders could kill you, they still can, but you know, back when we were Neanderthals or wanderers or homo, no, we're homo sapiens, humanoids, cavemen. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Y'all got the same history books. Okay, good. You know, with the big foreheads and no eyebrows. You, you, you fire, you know, will, right? That's that, that kind of... Back then, fear was simply something that gave you a heightened sense of awareness. It let you jump higher, run faster. It made you more alert. It made your peripheral vision more clear. It made your instincts sharper because there was too many things that can kill us. Fear was rational because the world was not a safe place for human beings. Everybody got me? Mm -hmm. Well, now we got technology and the world is very safe for human beings. Now, I know you germaphobes, you, you don't shake hands and you rub your hand sanitizer. But for the most part, we got air mattresses, you know, if you're jumping out of the building, the fire apartment, big old air mattresses, we, we got everything working for us. The world's not an unsafe place. And now this is not an unsafe place. That fear, that survival instinct, it doesn't serve you anymore. What it does now is it paralyzes you in your present. Here's how Antonio T. Smith Jr. defines fear. I didn't read this in the book. I'm not telling you it's right. I'm telling you in my experience and how I've seen it in others, this works for me. Fear is a hypothetical event in your head. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
number one, has three parts. That is probably never, ever going to happen. Number two, that paralyzes you in your present. Number three, fear is a hypothetical situation in your head. That's probably never going to happen. That then paralyzes you in your present. That's my experience. That's what fear does. It's no longer rational to use fear the way we do. Now, chemically, biologically, neuro neurologically, fear is just adrenaline. Mm -hmm. You call it fight or flight. But it's just adrenaline. But your one, two, three, or your subconscious determines if it's going to be fight or determines if it's going to be flight. And once that adrenaline hits, you respond. If you don't know if you have fight or flight, or which one you're more likely to do, I'll help you. On a scary movie, when stuff just pop out at you like that, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Just pop out in front of you. I'm how do you respond? I'm swinging. Okay, that's fight. Okay, deuces up. Now, 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 don't, don't, don't lie to me now. I know some of y'all going to back up first and then deuces up. If you back up first, okay, Deanna says she's running. That's flying, whatever, all that. So that's defining fear. Faith is a little more difficult, not to define, but for you to accept. What if I told you faith ain't got nothing to do with your religion? See, right there, I've lost half my crowd. You better talk, sir. No, I did. Faith has nothing to do with your religion. It doesn't. I know Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 was just quoted. I get it. I, I get it. Yeah, it was just quoted. I know. Now faith. Now, now faith. It's a substance. I, I get it. I, I understand. But the word pistos, that's Greek for faith, existed before Greek did, existed before Hebrews did. Okay. And then when, before it was in Greek, it was in Hebrew. It existed before then. Faith is something in which you attach your belief, drive, motivation to something outside of you. There's a better way I would like to say it. A more complex quantum physics way manifestation faith way Abraham Hicks although she's never said this but still in the same line of teaching way that I would like to present faith to you faith is knowing there's an invisible world taking what you desire from this invisible world and pulling it to the visible world I'm just trying to make this make sense to you. Faith, because the invisible world is far more real, abundant, and everlasting and ever-reaching than the world you see. Right now, all y'all see is Zoom. There's a whole world outside the Zoom that's happening right now that your conscious mind has filtered out so you can pay attention to me. 
Faith is when you go, this is an invisible world. What's his name? Plato calls it the, the, the realm of the forms. There's this perfect, hold on. I did this before, but I'll do it again. I'm, cause I'm, not, I'm never sure which class I do stuff in. Plato says, where is it? Where's my little two? Just say, oh, maybe I can just do this. This is a circle, right? Everybody see this? This is a circle. Yeah. And then this, I'm going to try to do it even better. It's a circle, right? Yeah. And then that's a circle, ain't it? Mm-hmm. So it's an oval, which is mm-hmm. circle-ish. And then this. Is a circle in. Plato argues, since none of these are complete 360 degrees, mm-hmm. there's a perfect form of a circle in, in the heavens, is what he says, in the invisible world. And the reason why you know all of these are circles, no matter how much I mess them up, is because the form of the perfect form of circle is in you already. There's another way to explain that. You are source energy. And in sourceness, everything is perfect, all knowing. And when you agreed to come here, you are still attached to what is all-knowing. This is why you can recognize these as circles. He brings in another one. What is this? I'm going to show you how weird this is. I want to show you something. What is this? Okay, I haven't even finished drawing it, and people are already saying a chair. That is not a chair. But it is. That's what I was drawing. <laughs> But I need you to I was. I was getting ready. Seriously, I was getting ready to draw a chair. I was. Can, can y'all see? Can y'all see how smart you are and how crazy you are at the same time? Mm-hmm. This is a chair, but that is not a chair. Let's be real. This is a very poor attempt at whatever it is that I was doing. It just happens to be red. But all of you recognize it as a chair. Now, think about that for a second, because most of you are sitting in a chair. Jerome, does your chair look like this chair? No, not at all. It's like, man, I got way more money than that, okay? (laughs) My chair doesn't look like Jerome's chair, the one I'm sitting in. Pam's chair doesn't look like either one of our chairs, but we all recognize chair. It's chairness. Somehow in the great source of things, there's a perfect form of chair, and we all share it, and we know it, and we recognize it when it happens, okay? You got me? Mm-hmm. All right, you can visit any of Socrates' teachings, not Socrates, Plato's teachings to find all this out about Socrates. Plato's five dialogues give you a bunch of what I'm talking about right now. Here's the point here. The point here is, did you see how that formness existed? Before you understood what a chair was? Mm-hmm. All right, faith works the same way. Before your religion told you what faith was, faith was already there. Can I go deeper? People will tell you 
everything you need to be successful you already have, right? Can I push that further? Now lean in. Dave Taylor, I have no idea. This is for you. I have no idea why. Lean in. I can assure you that 99.999% of what you desire already exists in the invisible world. Some of y'all can't handle that. Can I prove it to you? You want to do? You want me to do it mathematically, or you want me to do it in in philosophy or science? Which one you want? Doesn't even matter. Philosophy. Philosophy. All right. Here we go. How can one vibrate at the frequency of something that does not exist? Philosophy. This whole time, y'all been saying, man, I just got to vibrate at it. You're not even realizing you're admitting that it is already vibrating and you're trying to match its frequency. You can't see it, but it is there. And this whole time, all of you have been trying to manifest stuff. You don't have to. It's already manifested. You just need to allow it. Vibrate. Okay, Grace just said something. Go ahead, Grace. I want you to unmute you. Vibration precedes manifestation. Am I making some sense to you? It's it's all. Let me be quiet. Who did I just help? <laughs> let me hear from you. Let me hear from you. Let me hear. So let me hear. Let me hear. <laughs> Dave Taylor radiating right now. I can I can see the rainbow coming off his steering wheel. <laughs> let somebody let me hear from you. Let me let me hear. Let me hear Autumn. You're not right. You're not right. Yeah. Correct. How am I vibrating? at the frequency of what I desire if it ain't already there. I don't appreciate that. I'm telling you right now, I don't appreciate that. But thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Who, who else doesn't appreciate <laughs> Come on, let me hear from you. Antonio? Yes, sir. Um, I, I actually believe in that because if you, if you realize Bob Proctor talks a great deal about that paradigms and being on the, um, the, the frequency and what you said is right in line with that, you know, as far as everything that you desire want is there already. You just have to align yourself up with that vibration. And a lot of people don't understand it. They think it's crazy like the law of attraction, but the law of attraction is actually very real. I don't have many accounts, whereas I can't explain certain things. But some, the, a lot of the things that I have put my mind to and focused on, and I mean, really intense focus, uh, I've seen things happen and take place that I'm like, wow. And, and you know, I'm a big, you know, uh, Bob Proctor fan. And, you know, I got many of his books at home. I can't think of the titles all. I was reading one this morning. But, you know, you're right. You're right on the money. Everything is there already because we're all energy. Everything is energy. 
and vibration. And once you align yourself with that vibration is when that which you desire, you know, or what you think about the most, uh, it seems like it materializes, you know, before your eyes, so to speak. Great. Outstanding. I'm glad you get that. Something he said at the very beginning, you know, I believe that's right. Let me tell you something. This is right. I don't need you to believe it. You feel me? I got you next day, Taylor, but I need to, I need to explain something. Well, actually, go ahead, Dave, and remind me. I'm, I'm going to tell Grace what to remind me. Go ahead, Dave. Now, how do you get out of the vibration? Because I feel like right, I've so got so then, out of the vibration. All right, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on real quick. Let me, because you're, you're, I'm about to help you out. And, and then after I finish, see if you got that same question. So let, let's do it this way. Remind me to call on Dave after I'm finished. Okay. All right. First off, that was a John Kelly talking, right? Yeah. All right. Nobody's better than Bob Proctor. So I'm in agreement with you there. I'm not better than Bob Proctor. I love Bob Proctor. Bob Proctor is, to me, the greatest teacher alive today. He just makes stuff simple. That's me. That's my preference. But I like Bob Proctor, period. I agree with you there. Secondly, this isn't something I need y'all to believe in. It's just facts. But I'll explain how it's facts. And thirdly, you brought the law of attraction, and I believe it is real. It's just a side effect of the law of vibration. We know through science, observation, the, the, what you call it in school when you science project. Science project yeah, but what's the whole science the hypothesis is called something? Scientific method. Scientific method. We know just through the scientific method. Okay, that's just basic third grade <laughs> science. Okay, we know through scientific method through observation and creating a hypothesis that everything in this world is in vibration. E equals MC squared. Okay, we know this. That's 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 the heart of E equals MC squared. Everything's energy. It's energy equals mass times the speed of life, light squared. That's what that means. Okay? I could explain to you that's another class. Just know that this cup only existed because the energy of this cup hit over and over and over and over and then it created matter. That's all that is. That's 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 special special general theory of special theory of relativity. He makes it general later, but I don't have time for that. Now, I need you to get that everything is vibrating. And since everything is vibrating, everything has a frequency. I'll explain frequency to you very quickly. My vocal, actually, let me say, not say my vocal cords. Human beings are very unique in having vocal cords. I know we're kin to apes, as traditional science would tell you. I'm not going to buck that. I have no problem with you. If, if you're religious, then I'll say, I'll say this for Brian so he can feel better. Then just say God made us come from apes and you'll be just fine, okay? If for this conversation, you'll be just fine. But we have vocal cords and to date, we've never found the genome or the trace in our DNA to know the origin of vocal cords. We know the origin of lots of things. Now, vocal cords are simply taking vibration and my tongue is controlling that vibration with the aid of my teeth is controlling that vibration and making the words that are coming out of my mouth that is all i'm not 
speaking words, I'm speaking vibration, and along with my nasal, and then you got gamma, just depending on how you say some words. You got to put the T at the top of your tongue to do T. You can't do it no other way. You can't. You can't. If it's in Spanish and you don't put it at the top of your tongue, you put it at the, at the back of your teeth and you go te. That's why English is an explosive language. Spanish is a romance language. Okay. Now, all of these are just vibrations that I'm manipulating with the other things that are vibrating in my mouth. That is all. If you whistle, it vibrates quickly. That is all. You got what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Now, from my vibration goes to the vibration of this microphone. From the microphone goes into the vibration of the Wi-Fi, which we know vibrates at 802.11, either B, G, or N megahertz. That is all. We know this. I knew this, according to Greg. We know it. I know this, okay? According to Greg. If you're listening to 97.9, you're missing the fact that it's FM, which simply means frequency modulation. So someone like me was smart enough to manipulate frequency so you can tune into it. That being said, everything in this world is vibrating. And it doesn't take faith to take what I just said. Because what I just said is what you use every day. Do you have to have faith to use your vocal cords? Nope. You got to have faith on the radio? No. So it's all in vibration. Therefore, if it's in vibration, the law of attraction is just the side effect of vibration. Let's go back to your radio station. As you turn the dial to 97.9, your ears will eventually receive what's coming out of 97.9 or attract what's coming out of 97.9 if you tune into that frequency. That's the law of attraction. It is simply the side effect of the law of vibration. So we need no faith there. Now, if you want to call it new age, new thought, I'm not here to argue that. I don't even care. I just want to explain to you that the conversation that I'm currently having ain't a faith conversation, which is why I started off by saying, what if I tell you faith ain't got nothing to do with your religion? See, that's how I got to do that. I have to do that. I have to take faith out of religion so you can understand what faith actually is. Because can you go deeper into my question? So what comes out of your mouth is a result of what's vibrating in you? What comes, technically, yes, but on a literal term, okay? What comes out of your mouth is what, what vibrated in you, and we just talk about the wind, that's all, okay? That's all. A sneeze, on average, comes out of your mouth at 300 miles per hour, okay, mm -hmm. uh, on, on average. Mm -hmm. So it comes, it comes out at that sound. Now, what you may be talking about is, the, on a deeper level, the substance what comes out the mouth. That has nothing to do with what's coming out your mouth. The words coming out of your mouth have nothing to do with vibration at that point. Because remember, I said words don't exist. Vibrations exist. We make them into words. But if I make 
something into something, I must think it first. And now we're answering your question. If it's words coming out of my mouth, yes, it came from within me, my thoughts. Everybody listen to me right now. You are, let me, let me, let me, hold on. I'm going to change that because I was going to scare some people away. <laughs> you have God creation power. I'll prove it to you. Everybody right now, hold up two fingers. Now, did that exist, however you're holding them up, before you did it? Okay. No. Your fingers is it, but not the two. Or take a blank piece of paper and then draw a circle on it. Did you just create a circle out of nothing? Yes. If you take a blank piece of paper and create a circle, that circle was not there. And the only person, not, and if you, if, if you religious, I'm helping you have faith right now. The only entity that you know that can create something out of nothing is God. This is why you are made in the image. All right, you get it? Now, I had to say all that to say one thing and I need you to understand it came from John Calloway, okay? When he said, I believe in the law of attraction, got it. And you know what? Because it's crazy because what I've been doing lately is I've been attracting stuff. Let me tell you something. Not only is he right, but he don't know how right he actually is. I will help you understanding how much of a genius he is. Everyone do me a favor. Look to the left. Now, when you just look to turn your whole head to the left, when you have your head to the left, you automatically created a right. Pay attention. Pay attention. If you go left, by law of attraction, by scientific default, you create the opportunity of the opposite, which is right. Because right already existed. And that's why you have the opportunity to turn left. I'll break it down. I'm going to go slower because I've been building one thing. I already said it, and people rejected me, and I'm just building it. If you look, up, you automatically create down. You don't, this don't take faith. Up, there's a down now. Down, there's an up now. Don't take no faith. Okay? But the reason why you even get to look up is because the opposite of up existed and the same of up existed. Before you got here, I'll do it one more time and then I'll make it make sense why I'm doing this. Because I already said it, but then y'all didn't hear me. You didn't believe me. If I put my left hand in there 
I have also created the opportunity for my right hand to go in the air. Even if I don't have a right arm, the opposite already existed and so did the same. One more time, the fourth time, I think when I build what I'm saying, it's gonna make sense. If you look up, I'm repeating now, you created down because down already existed. You created up because you can't do something that don't exist. Mm. And I told all of you, 99.9999% of what you desire is in the invisible world. And you don't have to manifest it at all. It's already manifested. You just have to have stupid faith enough to look up. I, here's how you say it even more plainer than that. Before I asked you to look up, up was already manifested. Did you hear what I'm saying? So not only was up, or, you didn't have to, you didn't, y'all crazy. You didn't have to go, wait a minute, I hear you, but let me vibrate right so I can manifest up. Let me go to my pastor. Let me pay tithes real quick so I can vibrate up. You don't have to do that because if every, in a faith way, God already made what you need to succeed. He made it. Or God made it. You don't have to make nothing. It's already made. Whatever your feet shall tread. Yes, that's that, that's where I'm going. It's not God in us yet. That's where I'm going, right? Because the only way that you can even look up is because you have to match the frequency of what was already up. And since up isn't already up, who made up? God. And if you can, if He can do it, or God can depend on your faith. God can, Muslims don't put a gender on God. God can do it. The reason you can do it, because he's in you. I can't holler because I'm helping with the whole work. <laughs> in conclusion, and get ready, I'm going to call on Shannon first. In conclusion, I am telling you out the words of my mouth, that 99.9999999% of what you need already exists. So guess what? Why are you using faith to manifest stuff? That's not where faith goes. After the Q&A, I'll explain where faith goes. You don't have to use faith to manifest. It already exists. How are you going to face something that he already put up there? That ain't the way it works. Job tried it. And he said, where were you? I'm in there, Brian. And I'm trying to get you to understand that you, you ain't making nothing. 
ain't got to. Why would a supreme being put you on in your existence and give you the pressure of making stuff? Wouldn't your supreme being be a lot smarter than that? You ain't got to make it. How, he, how, is he, how is your supreme being a provider when you got to do all the providing? When we come back, I'll tell you where faith goes. Shannon, in your own way, say whatever you want. Who would have anything to say after that? You, because you well. Like the Lord has told me, hush, girl. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just joking. I, as I was listening to the whole dialogue, I, ha I must say that three years ago, this was so extremely difficult for me. I'm like, this Negro is ill. He, he ain't no preacher. He the Antichrist. <laughs> I just remember just really like, oh, my God, because he challenged everything that I thought I knew. And listening to you today and realizing that I was really reared in like a black Baptist church. And most of what I knew, I learned there. And I'm realizing that that particular setting didn't teach me to know anything. It taught me, believe this, do this, but know nothing. And so the only thing you learn is fear because we fear the unknown. And when you know fear, you don't have any knowledge of faith. You understand what I'm saying? So what we lack is knowledge and my experience please understand that i'm saying my experience showed me that i learned not to love knowledge at church it was this is what it is believe it but it's easier to believe something when you have knowledge of it when you know it when you can question it when you can pick it apart what I found out was when I gained knowledge of faith, you are absolutely correct. It existed before anything my church knows. You don't have to believe in a God to have faith. You don't have to have any knowledge of God to have faith. It's hard to hear that for the devout Christian. And I love God, I believe in God. But do I tell people you can't have faith if you don't have God? If they don't choose to believe, that's on them. I live my life to where I hope they see him and see that he's, that God is real. But I had to accept the fact that faith can exist without God. There are people that are delivered from drugs and alcohol and their higher power is not God. There, there, there are people that have faith and don't have God. And that's a hard thing for people to accept. And in this book, the methodology behind faith doesn't say God. It says make a choice, have placement, create a plan, and then be willing to die for it. None of that says 
God. And that's what I had to release. Did I let go of God? Heck no. Did I let go of the ignorance that surrounded my belief in God? Absolutely. Absolutely. Fear and faith cannot exist because if you have one, you don't know the other. If you have fear, you don't know faith. And if you have faith, you no longer know fear. In my blessed opinion, humbly submitted, Shannon Clark. <laughs> now, before y'all jump in, yes, 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 yes. Before y'all jump in, Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich defines faith word for word. Faith is a state of mind which may be induced or created by affirmation or repeated instructions to the subconscious mind through the principle of auto-suggestion. Now let's take what Shannon said because she's big up knowledge. And let me put knowledge in here. Faith is a state of mind, knowledge, which may be induced, put into you, or created by you, knowledge. How can you create something when you don't know how to create it? By affirmation, something outside of you, or repeated instructions, something inside of you, knowledge. How can you repeat instructions when you don't know them to the subconscious mind? Knowledge through the principle of auto-suggested knowledge. Everything about faith is knowledge and belief in that knowledge. When I asked, I need some old folk to talk real quick. I was looking for someone old to go, well, you know what? Grace Mama right. Because I remember in my experience and then go on their experience and say how they tried something before and now that they old enough, they know that don't work, but this does. And now they have faith because they have experience and can remember that experience. Sometimes you have to be, and excuse my words, I need it to, I need it to sound this way. You have to be stupid enough to have faith, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but smart enough to remember what happened for you so you can have faith when it's hard to have it. You gotta be stupid enough to have faith. Cause there's gonna be some times when your reality don't match up with your promise. And you gotta be dumb. You gotta say, you know what? I know school taught me this, but you know what? I can't go by what I see. I need to go by what I feel. Then there's going to be some times to where you can't stand it no more. It just ain't going to work out for you, Jerome. You can't see a way out. You can't see the way in no more. You lost yourself. Your family crazy. Your wife crazy. The mama crazy. Everybody crazy. Is everybody tripping? And you got to go. But I remember this one time. I wish I had somebody. I, I almost switched on y'all. <laughs> I remember when I did this. And then that knowledge gives you faith to keep going. I'm talking to somebody on this call today. So 
let me tell you where you actually need faith. Since you know, well, <clears throat> since it's been introduced to you, you don't got to manifest. It's already manifested. I mean, I, I, just, let, me just, let me just stick right there one more time. Why are you believing in a God that's making you do all the work? I wouldn't trust that God. <laughs> I mean, when you think about what you actually say God is, we make God very schizophrenic. We make God only save the people that we love. I got that from Shannon. Shannon said that years ago. Got that from Shannon. <laughs> Sometimes he hates you. As long as you're doing this, I love you. As long as you're doing that, I hate you. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. So you, so you wishy-washy. So, so you're sensitive. You, you, you're, not, you're not loyal. You're not faithful. You switch your mind all the time. Come on, you, you're not... You're not thinking. And someone in the chat, Michelle G said, faith without work is dead. Yes, <laughs> because faith has side effects. Because when you got knowledge of something's going to work, you start working. <laughs> when you got knowledge that something's going to work, you start working. <laughs> Let me tell you something. This is why you need to be obsessed. I am absolutely obsessed with what I do. Obsessed will give you a new drive. When you obsessed, you, can, you can't be obsessed and demotivated. You want a new win? Get obsessed over what you do. Faith, remove it out your religion and just understand you had it as a baby. You cried having faith that your parents would show up with some milk. Now, did you walk down the aisle? Did you extend your right hand to fellowship? You know what? Is that what you did when you was, <laughs> you was three months? You, you walked down the aisle and was like, you know what? I believe in this and this and that and that. Was you baptized? No. no. Well, if you, <clears throat> some of this, you are baptized baby, but you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You didn't walk down the aisle. You didn't give your life over. You cried. They showed up. You tried it again. They showed up. You tried again. They showed up. By the fourth time, you said, I got them now. How many of y'all got babies or no babies? Be crying. They got a tear coming out of their Because they got knowledge that when I run my mouth in this crying manner, you come a-showing. That's faith. Your two-year-old is showing more faith than you. Well, think about it. You're the provider that supplies all the needs. All the two-year-old do is scream. And go scream until they get it. You know what we do? We scream once and we go, this doesn't work. <laughs> anyway, here's where you need faith, Pam Norris. <clears throat> Since you don't have to manifest, because that's done for you, you need faith in two key areas. <clears throat> Key area number one, you need faith to get started. That's the hardest part, boy. That's the second hardest part. The second hardest part is to get started. How many of you can relate to this? How many of you, you ain't got too much faith in going back to the gym right now because you ain't got started? Come on. Don't, don't fool me now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you, you eat healthy, but you ain't got too much faith in that because you ain't got started in that too. 
You understand what I'm saying? Don't, don't lie. We, we, we struggle. We struggle. Now, faith has to get started. But that's the hard part, getting started. It's not the hardest part, but it sure is hard. Because you know why? Because you're, how many of you right now are saying, I don't want to do it and fail. What am I wasting my time for? I, I need some real folk. I, I, okay, you, is this real folk online that you talked yourself out of stuff because you ain't even got time to be trying something that ain't going to work out for you? Look here now. Jerome said I'm talking. Okay, I'm going to keep going because Jerome said I'm talking. Now that you done identified that, it takes faith to get past that, don't it? No, that's number one. Okay. Getting started. Okay. It takes faith to get started. <clears throat> Here's where the hardest part of faith comes in at. <clears throat> and right now I'm talking to me and Tempest. The rest of y'all just around here. I'm talking to me and Tempest. Did you hear me say Tempest? I said me and Tempest. I'm talking to me and Tempest right now. <clears throat> the hard part is <clears throat> you done told all this time. <clears throat> <clears throat> Nine, ten years. I just told the team. But y'all seeing in 2019, yo, I've been building this since 2009. This is on Shannon's call. I mean, on the call, Brian's call, Shannon had said some powerful stuff about how the seed taking a while. This seed has taken 10 years to sprout up. 10. I've been building this one company for 10 years. It's done changed faces. It didn't change personnel. It didn't change names. It the only thing that didn't change was the tax ID. It's the only thing that didn't change. <laughs> the government won't let me do that. They won't let me do that one. If I could, I would, but they won't let me do that one. The tax ID didn't change. That's it. Everything else about it has changed because I kept finding out ways not to get it done. And that is where you need the second part of faith. Let me break it down for you. When you like me and Tempest, four, actually, it's past that 14 years in the making this ice buddy. So now I'm talking to me, Tempest, and Pam. Okay? When you meet Tempest and Pam, you went out there and you had some victories and they got taken from you. You had some, you had some spouses, they got taken from you. Yeah. You had some friends that was going to be with you, and they died on you. You had some other friends you mourning like they're dead, but they still living. They just dead to you. I wish I had some folks. I wish I, I wish I had some real folks that won't keep it real with me. Because some of my friends got me mourning them, and they still living. Let me just tell you. I'll be with you here always, Tony. Where you at now? Oh, you pop it on the live feed and check out one second later. I got you. That's you. That's how you support. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about real people. I know. <clears throat> It takes faith to get beat up, get up, beat up, get up, beat up, get up, and then know you're doing the right thing. Can't see nothing before you and still say, I got that faith. Know you're doing the right thing, got that faith. Run out of steam, get a, get a divine connection that picks it back up. Run out of steam, gets it back up, and then now, you start saying this sentence right here. I'm not sure 
if it's worth it anymore. I wish I had somebody. I spent 14 years. I'm, I'm 10 years in, and I'm not sure if I got another 10 in me. I wish I, I'm so I talked to myself. I'm sorry about that one. <laughs> I got myself on that one, Jerome. I got myself. I don't know if I got another 14. It's not that I'm losing faith. I'm losing money. I'm too old to be playing this young man's game. <laughs> and that is where you need the second part of faith to keep going. That's where you need the second part of faith to get started. And after you kept going all you could and you got some more energy and you got some, when you, when you literally dead and you can't do it no more, that's when the universe is saying, now what you're going to do? Cause if you get your butt up, I'll give you what you want. Napoleon Hill calls it three feet from gold. You need faith to get started, and you need faith to get past 36 inches. When you get to that three feet, and you say, I ain't got it no more. No, have faith. Now, forget all that. I don't want to hear all that. How many of you? Come on now. I need some real folk in here. I need some folk. They didn't try to hit you with the word. I don't want to hear all that. Yeah, you keep all that Bible stuff. This is some real stuff going on here. You, you, you understand what I'm talking about? You understand? All that, listen, the Lord work in mysterious ways. Well, I need him to work in a way that I can understand. <laughs> this mysterious stuff ain't my ministry no more. I had faith <laughs> then. I've been mysterious for 14 years. I need something. I've I, I got to be talking to somebody up in here. <laughs> you understand? You gonna do it, or it just ain't gonna get done? Cause I'm done with it. Come on now. If you say it about your man, you also say it about your dream. <laughs> I'm done with it. I ain't got no more, Jerome. I'm done. And right there, when you for real, for real quit. I'm not talking about them quitting that happened before. I'm talking about when you quit and ain't no divine connection coming this time. When you quit and there's no phone call from Shannon. When you quit and you call Tony, you tempest and you call Tony and he don't answer. Now you got to deal with it by yourself. That's when you need faith again. It's the only two times you need faith. Because if you keep moving forward, it's already manifested. Tempest, you better mute your market mic and talk up in here. I know you got something to say. Come on with it. We got this organ queued up. No organ necessary, but I feel like I didn't talk to you about this, but I had these conversations with myself the last two nights. Um told myself I don't have another seven years and really talked to myself and said is my season here really over because <laughs> things are going great 
but I don't know. <laughs> Just being honest, I don't know if I have another seven years in me. You know what I mean? I don't know if I have another seven years of wondering, is this the thing that's going to work? You know what I mean? So last night I was saying to myself, he got the people around him. I am two hours away. I stopped showing up. I don't, uh, <laughs> I stopped showing up. I stopped giving the extra that I had. You know what I mean? I gave just enough. And I kept telling myself, he is surrounded by the people who can take him to the next level. And that ain't me no more. And I had a real three o'clock in the morning that seems to be my time of morning. Real conversation. Am I am I done moving forward? And if I am done moving forward, <coughs> then where do I go next? But is my next best move here? Or have am I not seeing traction because I'm extending a season that was over for me. So that's where, <laughs> that's where I am. I am honestly asking myself, do I have it in me or do I allow the people around you to carry you to the next level? Tempest? Tempest? No, Tempest? I'm not, I'm not quitting. I'm just being honest because no, 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 no. I have stuff going on personally right. around me Tempest? and I asked myself that question too am I am I stopping blessings because my season has ended or is this the moment where I'm supposed to do a great push so it's just weird that you having this conversation now because two nights in a row Tempest I've had that I'm gonna conversation say something, I'm gonna shut up. Okay. Tempest I'm going to say something I'm going to shut up I said this to someone tonight, earlier today, and it, and it applies to you. And I, and I didn't know I was going to say this on this call. But I want you to receive this from my heart, okay? Mm -hmm. Are you listening? Mm -hmm. You have something that we all need. And if you don't give it up, we all lose. You've got something we all need. And if you don't give it up, we all lose. And I'm going to shut my mouth. Amen. I'm going to say that. Now, I'm, yes. not, I'm not responding. I'm going to let one of respond. Uh, who's that? Who's that? Kevin, Go ahead. This is Robin. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead, Robin. Okay. I'm on fire. This so y'all about to Put your weight on it, Robin. One thing I don't like. I sometimes have that same attitude. I've had that. But I'm going to tell you, within the, I've had a night where I've had that conversation with myself. But when I look back at myself in the mirror, myself says, hell no. We ain't eating that good yet. So I'm going to tell you, Tempest, no. It, 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 no, no. It is, it's just no. We don't. We, we don't, we don't, we don't accept those type of things. So when you look in yourself in the mirror, because I'm looking at myself in the mirror right now. So when you look at you in the mirror, you go back with that conversation, you tell the, the little Tempest, I had a conversation with a client of mine the other day. 
there's a little tempest that's in you. And this little tempest used to be so big when you were so little, when you were dreaming. You would dream, be like, wow, this is what I'm going to do when I get older. You, it was so big. So we take it and we smash it down. And we become older. You have a lot in you. And people like me don't need someone like you to throw in any towel at all. So I need you to look at yourself in the mirror and say, oh, hell no. It ain't over yet. And yes, Jerome has it right. There is a whole lot more in you that is, that is burning to be pushed out, like, like the next birth, the next baby. And we don't want to feel the birth pain, but we want it to happen, but we don't want to feel the birth pains. But when it comes out, it's the greatest thing ever. And that's what you still have. You have it in you. You're at your ninth month of the next phase. And yes, yeah, there may be some people that can help along the way, but there's something that you have that they don't have at all. And that's why you're still here. Know that. But for me, I need you to still be here. I can speak for me. <laughs> don't you? Good girl, stuff. I will appreciate, be all the way out there in Texas in a heartbeat. <laughs> so let me put some more meat on the bones real quick. And I'm going to get Daryl to say something. Daryl hey, and Pam Norris. Hey, who was that talking? PJ. PJ, okay. PJ, Daryl, Pam Norris. Go ahead. I'm jumping in, not halfway, but knowing what's going on. So, so, so give me some <laughs> grace with that. As I was on the phone ranting okay. with an auntie, an auntie who needed some coaching. So I was away from the call for a while, but I came back enough and I heard the tail end of what Tempest was saying. And I'm gonna come at you, Tempest, with a whole different approach than what everybody is saying. And that is. What I hear Tempest saying right now, it's not about us. It's not about you. It's not about Antonio. It's not about anybody. It's about Tempest at the moment. Tempest is trying to figure something out. Yes, and Tempest, as far as can, what I can tell you, no, to, no, it ain't over for you. Oh, my God, child, you, you're, you're half my age or whatever. You got so much left in you. It's ridiculous. However, what you have left to do is up to you. And I think we hit it a little bit in the last phone call I was on. Was it yesterday, Antonio, the one we were talking about? What is success? And, mm -hmm. and we owe it to ourselves. and how obligated are we? And Phil gave that great long recitation on it. You have to, Tempest has got to figure out what is success for her. What does she want to give and where she wants to give it? Now, she could stay and do magnificent things with you still. If that's her, if her fire and her passion and her desire and her idea of success is that. But I say to everybody, you know, we get selfish when somebody blesses us and it's so good to us. We don't want to let them go. We want to hold them down. We don't want them, we don't want them to change. Don't change. Don't go over there and do this and don't change your idea because it's working for me. Tempest, you work for me. But what I want to say is you got to work for you as well. So I had to put that little selfish piece in there for her that she's got she's to meditate and decide on who wants to take her greatness. And hopefully she'll keep it here. But if she decides to do something with it, I know everybody, you have to bless the person to go and fly to where they want to go and what they want to do. And I hope y'all all help her figure out what that is. <clears throat> and I'm here for you anytime, Temp. Just know that too. So 
Okay, sure. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Let me say something real quick, and then I'm gonna change the order real quick. I'm gonna get Shannon to come behind me. All right. What I want y'all to do is is just just say Temp is already successful. She's already paid for the rest of her life. All right. So, and then she didn't even say she was quitting. So I want y'all to actively listen. Okay. She said something far greater than that. I need you to get that no matter what level you are on. No matter what level you on, you will come to face to face with an opportunity in which you will have to use faith again. Between Tempest and I, we take care of seven households. How many of y'all take care of seven households? I need you to process that real quick, okay? Take care of seven households. I need you to process that. She's good, all that stuff. She said something far, far deeper that we can all learn from. What we do well, what Tibbetts and I do well, because it's a company that we built, is we do our very best to be transparent CEOs of successful companies. What's his name? Robert Kraft, the CEO, well, the owner of the Patriots. He's got whole different problems right now. You know what I'm saying? These are billionaire problems. Well, actually, the poor people problems on a billion dollar level. Okay? Then he got caught up in the prosecution ring if you don't know. Poor people problems, billion dollar level. Let's finish journey in here. So I'm going to call on Shannon real quick. Break it down for Shannon and whatever you was getting ready to say. And then also address what Tempest was. People give me the side eye because you let me skip in line. All I wanted to say to my sister was, thank you, PJ, because you must have felt my energy because I was coming in to say, <laughs> sis wasn't saying that she, she wanted to do anything for anybody. She was talking about herself. And it's a blessing that you touch so many lives. But just like PJ said, that reach will extend with or without what you're doing right now. You And like Tony said, with what you're doing right now, you're paid forever. So you're in a deeper and a more sensitive position. Because obviously it don't have nothing to do with your reach. And it doesn't have anything to do with how much money you have coming or being set for the rest of your life. And what I was talking about on Brian's call and what has just been pulled out even more is that when we get to these points where it's like, is my season up? It's because your awareness has reached a level where you realize a season can end and your, your dreams don't end and your burning desire doesn't go anywhere. But like you said something so powerful, you said, are you hindering something because you're staying somewhere beyond your season? And a lot of people needed to hear that again, because sometimes we get caught up in selfish desire and we do extend our stay in a season because it's comfortable or it's uncomfortable or whatever. So what I would say do is do an ultrasound go into your innermost part and see what you're pregnant with. What is 
your burning desire? What is it that you desire the most? What is in your belly? What have you said, I'm willing to nurture this and take care of this until it is time to birth it? Because the analogy that I gave is humans stay pregnant for nine months. Elephants stay pregnant for 22. So are you willing to be pregnant with ATS and, and everything that you built for another seven years, 14 years, however long it takes to birth it? Is it worth that for you? If not, then look inside and see what it is that you're pregnant with. And if it is, then that means everybody, absolutely correct. You, not so much that we need you, but you don't want to carry something and then leave birthing it prematurely or killing it before it was designed to be born. But what I really wanted to say was you have my ultimate ultimate, ultimate support as you search, as you dig, as you toil, as you go within, as you tap into source, as you do all of that, because I know that where you are is very difficult and it's very, uh, it, it has pain in it, but not pain like we knew. It's a different kind of just like, it's hard to describe, but when you were speaking, I felt it. And so I give you great energy, prayers, support. And I know that whatever happens, the world will know your name. I know that whatever happens, I will Google your name and be able to be helped. I know that whatever happens, your name will last longer than anything. Your legacy is already established. I believe we all know that. But that doesn't mean that that means, okay, stay put and keep doing what you're doing. It ain't that easy. The answer isn't that easy. So I just wanted to, we can all tell her how helpful she is and how this is her place and not to give up. But she didn't say any of that. She didn't say anything. She talked, she said her season, is she going to stay? Is she hindering something by staying somewhere longer than she should? And more people need to ask that question. Definitely. Definitely. What she's saying is what I just had to do with the church. I just did it. Literally, I just said, Bryant, I'm done. Okay, now it's on you because my very presence, well, my perception of my presence was stopping prosperity because I had went out of a season and was trying to hold on to a season that was for somebody else. I'll say that one more time. I was holding on to, and hear this, I was holding on to a season that was somebody else's. As long as I stayed in my position, Bryant cannot be in his. And, and this is some next level awareness stuff. Some of y'all 
are not getting your riches because you're holding on to old riches. And there's been a newness that has happened. There are new ideas that Brian is going to have that I didn't. And neither did I have the motivation to think like him. Forget the brain. I'm done. It's, it's, I'm still rich. I'm just done. I'm still leaving the church nearly a bunch of money. Don't worry about it. But I'm done. And it has nothing to do with quitting. You Now, this is next level stuff, though, okay? This isn't this is next level stuff. If I didn't move, then Brian's prosperity would be hindered by me. And there's a, there's a passage for that. Because the moment I hinder someone else's prosperity, I become wicked. And, and, and they say, the wealth of the wicked. I wish I had somebody. Okay? Now, just perceive in your understanding that we all must move. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes you just feel like you need to move. Sometimes you don't. And every now and then, when you are, I mean, think about it. Tempest doesn't have to do anything for the rest of her life. She doesn't. Think about, think about this unique position. She ain't got to do nothing. She got Pam Norris as a client. She can go over there and spend all her time over there, right? Maybe she should do the ATS, right? Over there with Ice Buddy. Ice Buddy can use a Tempest. Everybody can use a Tempest. I can't have it. Though. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but think about that for a second. She's got a golden parachute in the millions. This isn't a, it ain't working. It's Okay, how do I process what's happening now that's been happening for quite some time and what's my next best move? Am I here because I'm doing something or am I here because I'm not learning something? Can you dig it? All right, Tempest, don't say nothing yet. Daryl, let's call on you. Not, okay, I'm sorry. Ladies first. Pam Norris, let's call on you. Daryl, we'll call on you second. Let me get Pam Norris first. Okay. Tempest, you and I have conversations that happen around 2.30 or 3 in the morning. It's interesting that you brought this up because for two weeks now, there's been conversation going on about you. So all I'm going to tell you is you need to stay in your two, two and three o'clock conversation because you, there are plans for you. And you will know them when you know them. So it's all good. It, it's like, it's just a process. And that's all I can say. You'll know what I mean. There you go, Daryl. Well, 
Uh, I'll say this, simply put, number one, I agree for the most part with what everyone said. I think you can line everyone up on this call and they'll say similar things in terms of support for Tempest. Um, what Tempest is grappling with, if she is, is not my business. What my business is, is that, and I don't mean that in any disrespect, but what I'm saying is that what's so amazing about this and what came to mind for me is the tra transparency. And it locks me in even more. You don't see this. Guys, you don't know real, my real history. I've been in corporations and networking companies for years. And I've seen some of the most unscrupulous things you could ever even imagine. People creating games to play on other people. And the other thing that I thought about and the whole idea of this university and where we're trying to take it in terms of a, another level of networking is that how proud I am to be here and what's going to happen when the world really knows what's going on in these classes. What comes to mind for me, uh, Shannon mentioned it, how people have changed in AA. Michelle talked about it earlier, it was yesterday or today, um, about Alcoholics Anonymous. There were two men who took the credit for founding, um, of being founders of Alcoholics Anonymous, Dr. Bob and Bill W. And all the lives that they have changed because of what they did. And what I see here is that kind of um, thing being created just because of what she said. I mean, where do you go and hear that? I mean, I'm almost like, am I really hearing this? And that locks me in more. And now I can say what I want to say and what I believe about Tempest. And that is, is there a place for her? I believe so, but I don't know that. I believe it is. I hope it is. But it's just incredible to me that it was said. And that's really what I wanted to say. She said it. And it's almost like we want to put her in a certain place because we love her and we want her here. But the beauty of it is she said it. That's it, my friend. <laughs> said well as always. Now, there's something that Daryl just said that I like to bring up because what, what, what was it? Down to read the quote that we own right now. She's going to read. Faith and fear make poor bedfellows. Where one is found, the other cannot exist. Yeah, faith and fear collide when it comes to Tempest and me. Don't get it twisted, right? Let me, let me clarify something real quick. You, well, let me, let me finish this faith and fear thought. But sometimes it don't show up as fear. See, Shannon understands this kind of talk. Fear don't show up as fear. Fear has a funny way of showing up as confusion, logic, what I'm going to do next, am I outgrowing my season? Is, are they outgrowing me? Come on now. Am, am I making some sense here? Fear, fear don't just show up as fear. That, that would be too easy. If, 
if you believe in the devil, why would he show you what you're looking for? Come on now. You know what I'm saying? Fear don't show up. And, hey, Shannon, this is fear. Dodge me. That ain't the way it works. <laughs> it does. It's not the way it works. If you got this high level of awareness and you got this golden parachute, fear going to find a sneaky way to show up and be like, hey, you know you're not valuable no more, right? That's how it shows up for me. You, you, you know you keep with all this servant leadership, somebody going to try to stab you in the back, right? Come on. You know you taking care of Daryl. Man, that might come back to bite you. And fear has a crafty way of saying stuff that doesn't align with source. But it do it so sneaky that we lose our alignment. And we don't even know what's happening. Blessings all around us. Yeah, that's right. Fear shows up as a trusted friend. Fear fooled around to show up as your spouse. I need some divorce folks to agree with me on this one. Or some of y'all that should have been divorced 20 years ago, but you didn't stay 27 years and the kids is terrible and they getting divorced now because you wouldn't get divorced. And you taught them how to be in an improper relationship. Man Tempest built this a couple of major and you no, know, and, and, and keep in mind, she ain't going nowhere. I mean, even if she goes, she ain't going nowhere. Not in the way you perceive it, right? She still owns like five companies with me. <laughs> yeah, she still owns. <laughs> Come on, right? We 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 still got everything. Just get the bigger, right? Bigger level, bigger devil. Just get the bigger level problem. And the bigger level problem is faith got to show up twice to get started. But she started, what she said, seven years. Man, do you want to do another seven years of this? This is why, this is why basketball players retire. Y'all, we in the gym every day practicing with no credit. Me and Tempest, I mean, this is, let's just treat this, let's just treat her like she signed to the San Antonio Spurs for a moment. We in the gym every day practicing. All right, let's just treat it like she signed to the New England Patriots. That makes Shannon's more happy. Okay? We in the gym lifting weights. We practicing. We going hard in the paint. And ain't nobody appreciating it. That wears down on you after seven years. You ask yourself, can my body take another seven years of underappreciation? Then you say, oh, you know, I can do that. There's no problem. But can my body take another seven years of getting hit? These pads are heavier than they used to be. I don't get out of bed as fast as I used to. My motive, my spirit is high, but my knees are tired. 
I'm traveling all over the world. I can't eat healthy because I'm traveling. I need to hire Daryl full time as a chef to follow me around places. It's so much that go into it. And you have to ask yourself the same thing Dwayne Wade had to ask himself this year. Do I got another season in me? And that is a great jump off point to where I would like to go next. If you have the thing you get into, and if you know you got to have faith, and then you got to get beat down and take that faith again. There's a third option that's a killer. Let's say you you let's say you like Tempest and, and me. I remember I said I'm talking to me and I said that earlier. Me and Tempest in the same place. We are in the same. Do I want to keep taking care of seven households? Yeah, it's hard being a provider. Let me tell y'all something. You know how many times I've said this is this is honestly not true. Where you at, Daryl? Let me let me let me see you real quick, Daryl. Get some strength from him because I'm about to say something this crazy. You know how many times I done told my team this year, last year, hey, it's getting harder. I'm not sure if I want to keep doing this. Not ATS, but the team this. If I was by myself, I'd already be a billionaire. How many times I said that? Say, say, say something, Dion. You've said it to us quite a few times. You, you sat here at the desk and you look at us and you're like, I don't know if I want to keep doing it. I'm, I'm not carrying y'all anymore. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I could do this by myself. <laughs> Real talk. Hey, man, I'm tired of caring, you know, boom, boom, boom. Now, this, none of this is a disrespectful conversation, and that's why we laughed about it. It's little mind popping up. Saying, yo, man, I'd be a billionaire right now if I ain't have to, you know, disciple this and this, this and that and all that stuff. Now, think about that for a second. These are different problems. It's a crazy problem when you are telling yourself, if I just do this by myself real quick for like 90, for like a year and a half, I'll be a billionaire. I'm good. That's a whole different kind of conversation, Jerome, when you are for sure in your own mind. If you just stop worrying about can Shannon be connected with the PhD and we still, you know, still love, can Tiffany get this, or can Johnny get that? Can, if, you, if I could just stop worrying about all of that as a leader, it just be selfish real quick. I'll already be a billionaire. I can't tell you how many times I have said that. This year, I've said it twice. Last year, that's like 20 twice. <laughs> like 20 twice. <laughs> For real. And then, and see, it's never the company. It's never the company. The company is good. That's, we, we all love what we do. Do I want to keep doing it as unselfish as I'm doing it? Because you, it, it, it's easy to compliment my unselfishness, but to bear my unselfishness, 
that's hard. That's hard. That's real hard. <clears throat> it's hard to continue to be unselfish. I tell you, let me give you a few things that go on in my head. Okay, I'm gonna give you a few things and transparency going in my head. I'm being unselfish. And I mean, I'm insanely unselfish too. This is, this is ridiculous how unselfish I am. I'm being unselfish. And then some stuff happened. I see somebody on TV. And that little mind go, you know you know that famous guy, right? You be right there, bro. You in the office helping people. And my little brain go, dog it. Let me just call him real quick. I know him. Because I, I know a lot of famous people, y'all. I know him. Let me just go ahead and do it real quick. And I go, nope. You said that this is your purpose. You know what it is. It's the team. You got to make the, You got to be with the team. It's, it's what it is. This is your purpose. Stop putting money over your purpose. Stop putting goals over your purpose. Somebody ain't hear me on that one, Grace. Stop putting your burning desire over your character. It's tough. It's tough. No, no. My burning desire should never go over my character. Okay, go ahead. But you need your character to get your burning desire, all right? So you can't put it over your character. Well... <laughs> I don't have to have good character to get my burn desire. I just got to stay focused on my burn desire. But if I get my burn desire without good character, then I got to protect my burning desire. You know what I'm saying? I always got to protect it. Right now, the way I'm doing things, I ain't got to protect it. Daryl, Phil, Susan, my whole team, they going to protect it. You got Jerome messed up. <laughs> and now, PJ, my fighter, PJ ain't going to let nobody talk about me. You know what I'm saying? The way I'm doing it unselfishly, I ain't got to protect it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not doing something that reaps the harvest of protection. Here's another thing. All right, man, you're being unselfish. I'm confident enough to be unselfish. That don't bother me. I ain't really worried about nobody screwing me over because at this point, you really can't because I ain't got no bad seeds in the ground. But then this other little stuff start, hit, start hitting in my head. But they little... But they big at the same time. Because once you concentrate on something, it get real big. What you focus on expands. It get real big. All right. This is what I'm doing right now actively. Right now. I'm juggling nine to ten different dreams. Right now. <laughs> All right. Well, I just told you about I just had a conversation with Shannon today. Do you remember what I said about Shannon? About her marriage. Congratulations. Shannon is engaged, by the way. Congratulations. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Do you remember what I said about? Okay, all right, all right, yeah. So I'm going to be quiet real quick. I'm going to let you hear with Grace. And I just told part of the team, I just told Brian, Deanna, and Grace something about Shannon telling them. Let me let, let, me let you talk. He said that Shannon's marriage is already secure. Not in, you know, I'm, how, do I, how do I explain this? Yeah, Shannon's, Shannon's marriage is already secure in that 
because the team will be taken care of. She is a part of that. So all she has to do is focus on what it is that she chooses to focus on. Okay. You're right. That's exactly what I said. That came from her. I ain't even said it. She just said, told you what I just said, what, four hours ago? I just said that. She don't even know about that conversation. It's coming up right now. And I said, now, her husband go take care of everything, but she going to have so much money. She going to take care of, they just, all they got to do, all she got to do is just show up. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, 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 she, I, she did? Okay. <laughs> uh, and and, and, and I, I clearly explained it. I'm not saying anything. Like, her husband's going to take care of everything, blah, blah, blah. That's what he's going to do. I'm saying, I'm so focused on making sure so that's what I told y'all. Shannon's not going to graduate. We keep saying Dr. Clark. It's actually yes. Dr. Alexander. Because yes. Yes. you're going to graduate to Alexander. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I'm holding her dreams. I'm not, she didn't give them to me. But when you're in my position, that's my responsibility. You know what I'm saying? The disciples didn't say, hey, Jesus, take me. No, it was his responsibility. I got Tempest, all her dreams. Deanna, all her dreams. Grace, everybody dreams. Now, you know what else? And I'm, this is full transparency. You know who I think about more than I think about my team now? Phil and Daryl. Y'all don't even know. Daryl don't even know. I never had this conversation with him. I'm not even playing. I think about Daryl and Phil the most. Phil said something to me some months ago, don't matter what it is, but I am rapidly bringing ease. That's all I say about that, okay? That's all I say about it, right? Daryl left the game. Daryl left because what it was doing to his life, his family and his health. Now, this is not something I'm saying behind his back. He said this before, okay? And only back in for two reasons. And both reasons create a lot of pressure. Reason number one, he see what we're doing here and the transparency and how we're doing it, and it's genuine. Reason number two, he's crazy enough to believe I could pull it off. And if I don't, what do I do to his health, his family? You, you know what I'm saying? Now, I'm going to pull it off because I'm too dumb not to fail. Right? I don't fail. I'm, just, I'm way too dumb to fail. I don't even recognize failure. Failure just happens. I'd be like, oh, that was failure? I didn't even know. I just kept going. Right? That, that's me. So I'm going to keep going. But do, can you see the pressure? I wake up with this every day. The first time Dad heard it, the first time Susan, I don't even know if Phil is on the phone. Okay. Okay. They, they, they go right there. Yeah. First time they heard it. But I think about these every day. Plus, Jerome. I got Jerome now. And Jerome, don't matter. Just know I got Jerome. And all these people, it's not, now listen, don't get it twisted. They don't need me. That's not, that's not what I'm saying here. And they didn't ask me to do anything that I'm saying. But it's my responsibility. Then there's this whole Pam Norris thing. You don't even know what's going on. You ain't none of your business. But I got that too. With Tempest, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Got that too. And what happens is I start going, 
if I if I don't keep myself, I want who I told I gotta keep motivation in me. Who I told that to? I told one of y'all that. Okay. I told them that my shoes, my the weight on me is so strong. You told me that yesterday. That if all right, all right, tell them what I told you. You said you have no time to not be on focus, so you have to keep motivation in you just so you can be able to put motivation in everybody else around you. Y'all hear that, man? That's insane. It ain't even fair. But it's my responsibility. Real talk. You can't, even if you want to try to take it from me, you can't. You couldn't take the cross from Jesus, you can't take this from me. <laughs> you can have it. And I, I was telling Brian, I said, listen, it's so strong, so fierce. That man, if I don't listen to something motivational, if I stop reading a book, if I stop listening to YouTube videos, man, all that doubt creep up. I have to keep constantly, 100% of the day, feed my brain. And I told them, people think I'm smart. I'm not smart. I have to feed my brain. I just remember whatever I put into it. Because it's the moment I stop feeding it. It's the moment I'm no longer good enough to hold all y'all dreams. The moment I stop feeding me, I crack under the pressure and none of this works. All right, next 15 minutes is all Shannon. Shannon, take 15 minutes, give us your closing thoughts. Also say whatever you gotta say. Last words on Shannon Alexander. First of all, I'm just gonna say, you just talked about what, what wasn't fair. This ain't fair. Just, <laughs> so whatever it is you go through, I want y'all to know that he pushes some of that off on me indirectly. No, I'm just joking. What I wanted to share was, and hopefully this will tie in, um, it does perfectly. When I was talking about being pregnant earlier, and no pun intended, but Antonio is impregnated with each and every one of us. If he don't be careful, his belly gonna start to show it more and more, but just I'm down 25 no, pounds. You wait a minute. No Sorry, I had to put that in. All right. All right. He is, he's impregnated with each and every one of us because that's part of his brain desire. And being pregnant, I can I'm, I can only use my experience. I went through several things. I was hospitalized midway when I was pregnant with my son because I didn't have enough water in his sack. And so I had to subject myself to intravenous fluid, laying in a hospital bed. Now, I'm not doing that for me. I'm doing that for what I'm growing on the inside of me. I was okay. I was still breathing. What was in my womb was suffering. That's the first time. Second, when I went in to have him, my water broke before he came out of me. 
And as a mother, you have to know that that's kind of a no-no because he can have a bowel movement. He can get some harmful bacteria. So when I finally did push my baby out, I'm still okay. I have life. I have liberty. I have everything I need. But my son's face was blue and he wasn't breathing. And it was because his umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck. Did I give up and say, you know what? He's of no use to me. He not breathing. Take him away. No, fix it. He needs to live. I carry that in my womb. It's my burning desire that he lives. Then once he was out of my womb, his body temperature wouldn't regulate. He, 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 wouldn't, he wouldn't get to a temperature that was safe. And they told me there's absolutely nothing that we can do for him. The best thing that he needs is your skin. So they made me strip to nothing. They took all of the clothes off of my baby and they said, hold him close to you. So when you are impregnated with something, you never get to stop being responsible for it. And you never get to stop being its source. And so even though the whole time I'm fine, I'm breathing, I'm not near death, I'm not pre-eclamptic, I'm not pre-diabetic, I didn't go through any of that personally. Personally, I could have lived and my child could have died. However, because he was in my womb and I said, I shall birth him, I had to go in the hospital and get fluids put inside of me. I had to tell them, he's, his face is blue, make it the color it needs to be, give him oxygen, do what you need to do. Then I had to strip. I had to become naked so that he can receive temperature to his body. He's nine now. And still, I sacrifice me in order to feed, in order to flourish, in order to empower him. So never, ever take it for granted that we struggle with faith, but our leader has faith that empowers him to remain impregnated with our fear. Our leader has faith that empowers him to remain impregnated with our uncertainty, to remain impregnated with the fact that he could abort us all and thrive. But he remains impregnated so that he can birth what he burns. Nothing else to say, but you can plant better. You can dominate. Thank you and good night. Kathleen, did you want to say something? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will be obedient to the You Can Play Better, You Can Dominate. <laughs> Shannon has spoken. That is the end of today's class. If you got something else to say, hit us in the inboxes. I am not being disobedient. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate you. Hope you love the transparency. Phil says, wow, with all caps. Love you all, and I shall stay pregnant. Wow, that girl's be talking, don't she? All right, everybody. <laughs>